Hi guys, McLaughlin here. That would be of the Craig variety. Hi, this is Shana Blaze. Hello, this is Tom Ballard. Hi, this is Melissa Cap. G'day, this is Scamo, Scott Morrison. Hi, this is Reese Nicholson. Hi, it's Gina Liano from the Real Housewives of Melbourne. Hi, this is Reese Maston. Hi, this is JC Fox. This is Kathy Griffin. Hey, this is Todd McCollum. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic. Hello everybody, it's Omar Rudberg and you're listening to the Troy Murphy Show. Troy Murphy laughing at me in the other studio. Oh, he's dancing to my radio vet. Hello, Troy. The last couple of shows I've listened to the Troy Murphy show, I've nearly had a couple of accidents because my eyes have been watering with laughter so much. Is it me? Am I the problem? Surely I can't be the only one that thinks that the world is going bananas. With doctors last summer claiming the term morbidly obese to be ditched. Look, I understand morbidly obese is not a glamorous term, but unlike the morbidly obese lifestyle, one should not have to sugarcoat everything to explain that it's problematic. He's ready for his close-up. It's the Troy Murphy Show. Ladies, gentlemen, them, they and all, welcome to this the Troy Murphy Show. I'm, of course, your host, Troy Murphy, and this, as the name suggests, is indeed, in fact, undoubtedly, is the Troy Murphy Show. There's only one show like this, and thank goodness for that. Oh, it's that glorious time of the week, my friends. Thursday nights, 7 p.m., when the Troy Murphy Show graces the turbulous our bandwidth and airwaves for an exciting adventure of talk until 8 p.m. Now... For first-time listeners, The Troy Murphy Show is a commentary and news analysis talk show covering a wide range of topics, including the serious news and weird and wacky and wonderful stories from around the world. We feature celebrity guests when they drop by and we get experts offering their unique perspectives on the topics of the day. Now, the opinions expressed on this show are of my own and of no one else's. As we give serious opinion to the news of the day, all whilst having fun with a whole range of different topics. On the show tonight, of course, the quick quiz. We'll also talk Christmas and when the perfect time to put your Christmas tree up. And no, it's not now. Even though Christmas is already starting to happen, we've got, what, trees up in the supermarkets and shopping malls. Even even here at Tuza, we've had the uh, the letters from management saying that Christmas music is now available to play. No, no, no. It's still November. Let's just... Give it a minute. <laughs> Paul E. Ratledge of Smooth Jazz will get a mention on the program tonight. Yes, he did something on his show that uh, I will respond to indeed. And of course, a whole heap of serious stuff on the show tonight. We've got interviews discussing the latest RBA interest rate rise and what that means for the nation and the Sutherland Shire in particular, as well as 
a chat that cannot be missed. Tonight, I talk with Ruth Brown, who coordinates the Sutherland Shire branch of One Meal. They're a food bank service that helps homeless and disadvantaged individuals facing financial challenges. And tonight, we'll discuss the support they offer to our community here in the Shire, as well as this serious issue of the hidden hunger crisis affecting not only the country, but our local area too. An interview not to be missed, and it's happening tonight on The Troy Murphy Show. But before we get into the serious, today we celebrate Chaos Never Dies Day. Yes, November 9th is Chaos Never Dies Day. The idea of chaos and the origin of the word back dates to ancient Greece, when the mythological god called Chaos existed before the universe even came into existence. Of course, Chaos Never Dies Day can't be traced back nearly that far, but the concept is one that encourages loving every moment, no matter how frazzled it feels. And here on The Troy Murphy Show, well, if you wanted to call it a different word instead of The Troy Murphy Show, you'd call it The Chaos Show because it's one hour of non-stop chaos, which is why this is a day we're certainly celebrating here on the show. And with that, let's dive headfirst into this week's show without any safety gear on, of course, because that's how we do things here on The Troy Murphy Show responsibly. Don't try this at home. It seems today that all you hear is music on the radio and murder on podcasts. But where are those good old-fashioned talk shows on which we used to rely? Lucky Bear's a Troy Murphy show. Lucky Bear's a man who positively can do all the things that make us tune in live. For tuning in, this is the Troy Murphy Show, and right now it's time for the quick quiz. Everyone's favorite segment here on TTMS every Thursday night. All right, the way it works for newcomers there are five quick quiz questions, of which you have three seconds after I ask the question to shout out your answer wherever you're playing. Be in the car, be on the train, at home with friends, shout out your answer after the question has been asked. Let's do it. Starting with question number one. In Australian workplaces, what do the initials O, H and S stand for? The answer, occupational health and safety. Question number two. A mule is the offspring of a female horse and a male of what animal? A male donkey. And you know, I'm not one to judge. Interspecies dating. Look, whatever floats your boat, good for you. Hmm. Mm, Indeed. Question number three, sticking with animal questions. What is the official animal emblem of Queensland? The official animal emblem of 
Queensland. Here's your three seconds to guess. The answer is the koala. Question number four. Let's get political. A politician who favours peaceful resolutions is sometimes known as a dove, while those who favour war are known by what other bird name? Politicians who favour war are known as hawks. And our final question, a little bit of a stumper for all you playing along this week. Question number five, what imperial unit of weight is equal to approximately 28.3 grams? Imperial unit of weight equal to approximately 28.3 grams. The answer is ounce. 28.3 grams is equal to an ounce. And there you have it. That's this week's quick quiz question. How'd you do? Let us know on the Facebook page. Search The Troy Murphy Show. Send us a message with how many you guessed correct. Bit of an honour system here. And I will reply giving you little trophy emojis in response to how many questions you got correct. Breaking back. Plenty more here on The Troy Murphy Show tonight for your listening pleasure. 2SSRFM, the home of The Troy Murphy Show. We just love the weird, wacky and wonderful news here on the Troy Murphy Show as we file this next article under what, what, what? Is it true? It can't be. No, it is. A doctor has warned that kissing a man with dirty facial hair can lead to bacterial infection. Yes, beards a matter of personal preference, or if you're like me, you just can't grow one, can make kissing uncomfortable due to tickling, scratching, and potential unpleasant smells. Now, this doctor highlighted the risk of skin infections from kissing a partner with an unclean beard. I shouldn't laugh, it's terrible. Uh, Responding to a video of a woman suffering from pash rash after kissing a man with a bristly beard. Unclean beards can harbour harmful bacteria that may cause small cuts on the face, leading to infections. That's just disgusting. Or if you're weird like I am, you look at an article like this and go, hmm, bacterial infections? Does that mean they have their own culture? Forming their own little civilizations, complete with tiny condos and bacterial cars living in them? Yeah, probably not. I guess a PSA uh, after that one. Uh, dudes, forget your hipster beard oil. Maybe just a wash or a sanitize every now and again. Ugh. Stay tuned. More from The Troy Murphy Show coming up right after this. Whether you're growing older, rehabilitating or living with a disability, help is always here at AidaCare. Our new showroom in Sylvania isn't the only reason people choose AidaCare. It's also the information you gain from a chat with our people. 
Stay informed about the latest equipment, streamline procedures and funding options available to you by calling 1300 133 120 or visiting adacare.com.au. Adacare is a registered NTIS provider, home care supplier and DVA specialist and is a proud sponsor of 2SSR. In Australia, only 13% of people keep fish. 9% of households without a pet and 17% with a pet are interested in keeping fish. The three reasons they don't keep fish are that they think it is harder, more expensive and more time consuming than it is. All three reasons are a myth depending on what setup you choose. A simple tropical setup is actually the easiest and cheapest pet you can get. Pop in and visit us at Majestic Aquarium's Tarrant Point or follow us on our social media and learn how far fish keeping has come in the last few years. Majestic Aquariums are proud sponsors of 2SSR. A quick look around the Sutherland Shire to find out what's on. Save the dates, my friends, as Cronulla Christmas markets are back at Don Lucas Reserve on November 18th and 19th from 10am to 4pm. Discover treasures from Sutherland Shire's finest with gifts, crafts, fashion and more. It's a festive outing for family and friends. The Cronulla Christmas Markets, Don Lucas Reserve, November 18 and 19 from 10am to 4pm. 2SSR can help you promote your business with an innovative and inexpensive marketing plan. Our in-house team will help you design a campaign, voice the audio, and give it the professional production values you need. To find out more, call us on 9545 or email info at 2SSR.com.au to organise a talk with our experienced marketing team. Hi, it's Kale. Hope you can join me for Friday Night Live every Friday from 7 to 9pm for a mix of pop and indie music, interviews with interesting people and all the music and entertainment news from the Shire, Sydney and beyond. Friday Night Live, 7pm on 2SSR 99.7 FM. I'll see you there. Never miss a beat. Follow The Troy Murphy Show Facebook page. Search The Troy Murphy Show. tuning in you are listening to this here the troy murphy show as we file this next segment under good news for christmas everyone uh (laughs) the ideal date for setting up your christmas tree this year has been revealed according to unnamed Experts, yes. Have you ever been there, you know, you come towards the end of the year, you go, hmm, Christmas is up. When should I put up the Christmas tree? Well, like I said before, good Christmas news, everyone. The ideal date has been announced and that ideal date is December 3rd. Yes, December 3 is the ideal date to put up your Christmas tree. And you're probably scratching your head going, hmm, Troy, how'd you come up with that date? Well, I didn't do it personally. No, 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 no. Unnamed experts did. Now, the basis for this uh, date, December 3rd, is tied to the start of Advent, a period 
that begins four Sundays before Christmas. This year, Advent officially starts on December 3rd, which of course sets the stage for this recommended date. Now, in contrast, December 1st is uh, mentioned by these experts as a more commonly chosen date for those eager to dive into festive decoration. Well, let's be honest, those who are crazy about Christmas do it months before. In fact, you know, I'm part of a few of those groups on Facebook, you know, the ones that are Christmas 335 days of the year. Oh, they're already getting crazy. As soon as Halloween is over... The goose, the, the gooses, the, the, the ghosts and the ghouls, yeah, try to combine those two words together. The gooses <laughs> and the, the, the coffins and the haunts and the, the crazy stuff, that gets put away, you know, the night of Halloween. Next minute, next morning, Christmas stuff up. Of course, for the, uh, the Americans, they have that one week of reprieve for Thanksgiving. But the crazy zany... Christmas lovers, they have it the day after uh, Halloween ends. Now, oh, and shopping centres, of course. But they're just in it for the cash grab. (laughs) So as I said, experts in the field of Christmas tree timing and putting up, who knew that was a job, have circled December 3rd as tree day, according to the Advent, or Advent, which of course is linked to the Advent calendar. So if you are undecided of when you should put up your Christmas tree, mark your calendars, better yet, set a phone reminder, because let's be honest, who actually uses a physical calendar anymore? And tell your friends December 3rd is the ideal date for setting up your Christmas tree. None of this December 1st business, as I thought was traditional. Nope. Or any day before that, December 3. And if you do set it up for December 3, look, I have it on good word and good authority that the old fat man in red up at the North Pole, he's got that naughty list ready to go with your name on it. I also think, no, but in all seriousness, I also think this has got to do with the timing of live Christmas trees and their What's the word? Long longevity? Long ev- I, I probably pronounced that incorrectly, and I'll have Paulie Ratledge of Smooth Jazz Sundays at six reminding me that I pronounced a word wrong. Thank you, Paulie. Your uh, work is much appreciated. And if you are one of those overly enthusiastic Christmas fans, just hang in there. Hang in there. December three is not that far away. It's like a month or so. Oh gosh, it's only a m- less than a month away. You wait longer for the next big sales event, let alone Christmas. And as for taking it down, well, there's no official date for that. Whenever you can be bothered. Of course, here in Australia, yeah, we have Boxing Day the next day. That's a day for leftovers, sleeping, and for those who are interested, watching the uh, whatever the boat race is or the, uh, the crickety thing. For the rest of us, that's a day of rest. And if you're eager, maybe the day after that, but uh, definitely before New Year, somewhere in that crazy week of not knowing exactly what day it is, 
but dreading the moment that you eventually have to go back to work whilst trying to enjoy a little bit of Australian summer. Hmm, you are listening to this, (laughs) The uh, Troy Murphy Show, where you learn something new every day. Never miss a show, listen on demand. Click The Troy Murphy Show on the 2SR.com.au homepage program guide. Welcome back. You are indeed listening to this here, The Troy Murphy Show. Now, here at 2SR, 2SR, the sound of the Sutherland Shire, we're your community radio station doing the radio for you, I tell you. We're doing it for you. Tuning in at home. Now, we love a little banter here not only at the Troy Murphy Show, but across the station. We love a little bit of cross-promotion. We love talking about the other programs and what others are doing. Point in case, Paul E. Routledge, Smooth Jazz, Sundays at 6. Great program. He is the godfather of this radio station. He's the man who taught, well, most of us, how to do the radio thing and how to do the successful radio thing. Look, Paul E. Routledge, during his program last week, took aim at something I say on this program, my program. Now, the thing that I say, I say every show at the very beginning. And it goes along the lines of, and with that, let's dive headfirst into this week's show without any safety gear on, of course, because that's how we do things here on the show responsibly. Don't try this at home. If you are a regular listener to the program, you would have heard that each and every week. Let's take a listen to what Paul had to say in question during his program. Now, the Troy Murphy Show... Thursday nights is one of this, uh, well, this program, this station's champion programs. But you have to wonder sometimes, don't you? Take a listen to this audio from last week. Let's dive headfirst into this week's show without any safety gear on, of course, because that's how we do things here on the Troy Murphy Show responsibly. Don't try this at home. Now, that's the problem right there, isn't it? How can he say it's responsible if he's not wearing any safety gear. I've wanted to say that for ages because he keeps saying that, but it gets worse. You heard him say, don't try this at home. If he's doing it responsibly, allegedly, why shouldn't we try it at home? I tell you, the Troy Murphy Show, Thursday nights at seven. See if you can make some sense of it. There we have it. Paul E. Ratledge, Smooth Jazz, Sundays at six, questioning... A line, well, a few lines that I say at the beginning of each show. Now, Paul questions two or three sort of things. So let's let's answer this for him <laughs> because I thought it was pretty obvious. Obvious in a creative way. The first question Paul asks is, how can he say it's responsible if he's not wearing any safety gear on? Well, Paul, the line is, let's dive headfirst into this week's show without any safety gear on, of course. That means let's dive into the radio show. Let's get this show happening. Let's have some fun because I'm a professional at this radio hosting gig. And because I'm a professional, I don't need the safety gear or the training wheels. 
Capiche? The second uh, question, or there's really uh, two parts to this second question. It's uh, don't try this at home, Paul asks. And if he's doing it responsibly, why shouldn't we try it at home? Well, the reason why I say it, Paulie, is uh, don't try this at home. Don't try the radio at home because it doesn't quite work. You need the microphones. You, you need the antennas. You need the equipment. And, uh, and if I'm doing it responsibly, why shouldn't you try it at home? Well, Paul, that's simple. That's simple. I'm a professional. I'm here on the community radio doing the live radio <laughs> behind the microphone, getting the listeners in. And, uh, you know, because I'm a professional, Paul, I don't know how many times I can I can stress that, Paulie. You don't get the listenership I do without being a professional. And because I'm a professional, I don't need the safety gear on, of course, which is why you shouldn't try it at home. But if you did, if you did want to try it at home, make sure you wear the safety gear and or the training wheels. Maybe I can put some in a, a little baggie for you, Paul, a little smooth jets baggie, uh, some safety gear and some training wheels and uh, ship it over there for uh, Sunday nights at 6pm. What do you say? <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, playing along at home is inter-show radio banter as done by a professional who does not need to wear safety gear, of course, because that's how we do things here on The Troy Murphy Show, responsibly. Breaking back with more. Stay tuned. More from The Troy Murphy Show coming up right after this. Let's check out what's happening around the Sutherland Shire. Coming soon, get ready for a feast of the senses at Menai Foodies Night Markets. It's back on October 13th at Park Menai with Spring in the Air, savour 70 food stalls showcasing the best of the season. From fresh berries to barbecue delights, there's a taste for every craving. Join the team down at Park Menai from 4pm to 9pm and make your Friday night deliciously unforgettable. See you at Park Menai for the Menai Foodies Night Markets on Friday, October 13th. Would you like to be involved in your local not-for-profit radio station? Would you like to become a 2SSR volunteer with the opportunity to be a presenter, provide office support or help with community events? If you would like to be part of the 2SSR family, call us on 9545 1800 or go to our website 2 and click on Membership to download the application form. Keeping it smooth in the Shire for over 20 years. Paul E. Routledge and Smooth Jazz. Will Downey. Gerald Albright. Brand new heavies. Paul E. Routledge and Smooth Jazz. Sunday, 6 p.m. for the drive home on FM 99.7. Oh, 
it is for you. Thursday nights from 7 p.m. And then online all week long. Double SR FM, the home of the Troy Murphy Show. Thank you so much for tuning in as we do serious stuff at the back of the Troy Murphy Show, addressing what happened on Tuesday. And no, I'm not talking about the Melbourne Cup. I'm talking about the latest interest rate rise from the RBA. This is serious stuff, as cost of living increases paying off your mortgage and if you are a renter your rent is about to get just that little bit more difficult ahead of christmas and because this is a serious topic and as always here on the troy murphy show it's our mission to inform and educate and to get people far smarter than i to come and help us with that mission i'm joined now on the phone to chat the Reserve Bank of Australia's Tuesday announcement by Natasha Inez, the spokesperson at Compare the Market, to guide us through what happened this week. Natasha, thank you so much for making the time to join us today. Hey, Troy, thank you for having us on. Oh, you're more than welcome now. Natasha, what's going on? Can you tell us exactly what happened on Tuesday while the nation was watching the race that stopped us all, the, the RBA? The Reserve Bank of Australia raised interest rates. Yeah, there weren't many winners on Melbourne Cup Day after the board decided to raise the cash rate by 25 basis points. So that's the 13th cash rate rise we've had since May last year. And what are some of the uh, the reasons why the RBA lifted the cash rates by another 25 basis points? So according to the RBA's latest announcement, inflation in Australia has passed its peak, but it's still too high and it's proving more persistent than expected a few months ago. So the latest reading on CPI inflation indicates that while goods price inflation has eased, the prices of many services are continuing to rise briskly. So in a nutshell, it's taking longer than anticipated to bring down inflation to that target range of 2 to 3%. So where exactly are we we now with interest rates? Where where does it sit? Where why are the RBA so concerned? Our core inflation is worryingly higher than our other major trading partners, which is coming down much quicker than ours. So that's what the RBA governor, Michelle Bullock, means when she's talking about our so-called sticky inflation. So Germany, Italy and France are around 4.6% compared to our 5.2%. So that compares to the USA at 4.1% and Japan, Canada back under 3% already. Now, Natasha, what does this mean for the nation and in particular for people with a mortgage? How much more will they be paying per month to service their loans? 
Yeah, look, it's really going to depend on your individual circumstances and the size of your mortgage. So if the 25 basis point rise was passed on in full by your lender, a borrower with a $600,000 loan size could see an increase of $98 in their monthly repayments. And a million dollar loan would go up by $164 a month. So this is on top of the increases we've already seen since May last year. In that time, depending on your loan size, it's gone up by more than $1,500 a month in minimum repayments. So that's a whopping extra $18,000 post-tax that's getting eaten up by interest on your home loan. And this is not spare chump change. This is a considerable amount of money for, for people to service their loans. Uh, and mm. especially in, in the area which we broadcast, you, you'll be lucky to find a a, uh, a house that is under a million dollars. And what was that figure again? That they're, they're now paying how much extra than they were a, a year ago? So in that time, it, depending on your loan size, it could have gone up by more than $1,500 a month in your minimum repayments. $1,500 a month people are going to have to find to service their loan if they they have a loan of a million dollars what is the uh, the flow on yeah. effect for for um for for this you know are there specific demographics or income groups that are disproportionately affected by the RBA's interest rate hikes yeah, so the borrowers that will be hurting the most from these rate rises are the ones who borrowed to their maximum amount or close to their maximum amount during COVID. And that's because the cash rate has now surged 425 basis points since May last year. So that's beyond what banks stress test you at. And that serviceability mark is 3%. So that's an extra uh, one 1.25% more. Wow, that's that's crazy, and there's a flow-on effect from uh, the increases in in people's home loans. Should renters be worried about more rental increases? Yeah, as we've seen over the past year and a half since the RBA started lifting rates, it's highly likely that landlords will pass some of these costs to renters. And as the property market tightens and demand increases all Australians will feel the impact of these rate rises in one way or another. And on top of that, let's go back to the people who have a loan. Will we start seeing more people default on their loans? And do you have any research or or numbers on potential mm. uh, numbers of people who are either currently before the, the, the rate rise and potentially after this rate rise? Yeah, so recent research found that around one in 10 Aussies surveyed say their mortgage repayments are in arrears with banks already starting to increase their interest rates. So this is going to be a tough time for many households. Uh, and we wanted to urge, you know, if you are falling behind on your payments or struggling to keep your head above water, never suffer in silence. You know, start a conversation with your bank, your insurance company, telco or energy retailer as soon as possible. Because in most cases, there are hardship programs available. So the sooner you contact them, the sooner they can help you. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about next with these rate rises. What are some of the strategies that that households can employ to manage their increased loan repayments and, and living expenses? So hardship programs is... Mm -hmm. Is, is what you suggest? Yeah, so the, the first one we want to encourage people is, you know, don't take this hit lying down. 
make sure you're on a competitive deal, a low front book deal. Uh, if you have found a lower interest rate out there, shoot your shot at negotiating with your current lender. Ask them to match that rate. Uh, but if they don't, uh, you know, banks talk the talk, but if they don't match that rate for you, you've got to be prepared to do the walk. Uh, and when it comes to other household expenses, you know, spring clean your finances across everything else, not just your mortgage, your energy plan, your car insurance, your phone bill. Now, Natasha, the R word is being thrown around at the moment, recession. Mm. How concerned should we be about a potential recession and what would that mean for Australians? Yes, the, the dreaded R word. So that's the tightrope the RBA is walking right now, um, how they bring down inflation to target without putting the economy into reverse. And if that is a concern for the RBA, then that should definitely be a concern for Aussies. Uh, the question is, if we do fall into a recession, can it be a short and shallow one? And what are the uh, the the, uh, the factors involved in, in feeding increased inflation that we're seeing that is causing this dramatic rise in the RBA's cash rate? Mm. So it has really varied over this roller coaster ride in the last 18 months, but the, the big drivers this last quarter have been increased cost of petrol, rent and electricity. So couple that with unemployment still being too high and growth in migration has meant the RBA had to strike now with higher rates. So some might say it was a necessary evil. So this sounds like a lot of the things that the federal government could influence or, or massage a little bit with their policy. What could the Albanese Labor government be doing to help ease inflation and in turn interest rates and in turn cost of living for Australians. Yeah, yeah, look, it's a very difficult path to walk. Uh, any stimulus package from the government could actually have an inflationary impact and drag this out even further and for longer. So uh, that will be a consideration for the government. Can they balance that? Uh, although they may look to target initiatives for vulnerable Australians like aged care to help ease with some of those costs. But yeah, it's definitely going to be a balancing act and tough path to follow and walk. Natasha Innes, thank you so much for your time today. That has been very insightful and very helpful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Stay tuned. More from The Troy Murphy Show coming up right after this. IRT Thomas Holt has been caring for older people for over 50 years. As experts in residential aged care, we specialise in general, respite, dementia and palliative care, providing professional and compassionate care with a personal touch. Visit one of our aged care centres across the Sutherland Shire, meet our friendly, experienced team and discover the modern facilities and welcoming atmosphere of our community. To book a tour or for more information, visit irtthomasholt.org.au. Proud sponsors of 2SSR. Checking out what's happening across the Sutherland Shire in Shire Watch. Step into the holiday spirit at the Cars Bush Park Christmas Twilight Market. It's happening Friday, November 17th from 4pm to 9pm. Feast on delicious street food, find unique gifts and enjoy live music. It's fun for the family with free rides for the kids and pop-up bars for adults. Don't miss this festive evening at Cars Bush Park Avenue, Friday, November 17th from 4 to 9pm.
Did you miss your favourite show? Did you want to listen back again? 2SSR is now on demand, so you can listen back whenever you want. Simply click on the show you want to listen back to on the live program guide by going to the 2SSR.com.au homepage. There you will find the show's on-demand player with the latest from your favourite show, music included. Take 2SSR wherever you go. It's as easy as click, play, enjoy. Would you like to hear the hottest new music from all over the world? How would you like to hear the hits before they even hit the charts? Join me every Saturday from 2pm to 5pm to hear the hottest new music around. It's Saturday Arvo Madness on your live local station, 2SRFM with Scott Doc. 100% new music and new releases because we love new music every Saturday on 2SR. 2SSR FM, the home of the Troy Murphy Show. With the interest rate rise this week and families all across the country, not just here in the Sutherland Shire, expressing concerns with cost of living, we have seen an increased demand in organisations who help feed, clothe and support not only the homeless, but the disenfranchised, the vulnerable and the at-risk members of our local communities with some data suggesting that monthly demand for food relief is up 50% in just the past few years. To talk about this and so much more is Ruth Brown, the Sutherland Shire Coordinator for One Meal based here in Sutherland. Ruth, thank you so much for making the time to come on the show today. Thanks, Troy. Thanks for um, reaching out to talk to me. Oh, my pleasure. Now, Ruth, can we can we start by getting you to tell us about your organisation, your non-profit, uh, One Meal, and your organisation's involvement across the Sutherland Shire. Sure. Um, so One Meal um, is all over Sydney. We have um, services all over Sydney. But here specifically in the Sutherland Shire, we now run four services every week. Uh, it's 100% volunteer run and we are a not-for-profit we uh, rely on um, donations from the community to continue the services we do. And uh, we have found that, you know, we started with just one service a week at Sutherland uh, probably eight or nine years ago. And then we started one at Miranda, followed by Cronulla. And then just over 12 months ago, another service at Engadine. That's a lot of services per week. Uh, I, I want to find out what sort of numbers you are getting through the door. But I thought, look, this is a this is a bit of an an issue across the country and in Sydney. According to your your website, uh, it's been dubbed Sydney's hidden hunger crisis. Now there are some national statistics that are out. So I want to just go through that for a second before we talk about our more local area. 2023 data has revealed that 28% of the general population now feels anxious or struggles to consistently access adequate food across the country. Given the current trend, by the end of 2023, we face the reality of half the Australian population having experienced some level, level of difficulty in meeting the most basic need, food, with 77% of those households experiencing food insecurity for the first time in the past year. 
3.7 million households in Australia experienced food insecurity in the past 12 months. That's more than the number of households in Sydney and Melbourne combined. In the past year, 3.7 million Australian households, that 36% experienced moderate to severe food insecurity and 23% severe food insecurity. That's where people skip meals or whole day, days without eating. Now, Ruth, what increases in demand have you seen at one meal in our local area over the past couple years? Uh, Troy, uh, mainly we've seen an increase increase in the number of people attending our services um, since the second lockdown. Uh, we found that uh, our numbers increased dramatically during the lockdown, and uh, but they didn't really decrease once things went back to normal. Uh, we find that... Um, you know, especially at our Miranda service that we have each week, which we run in conjunction with the Salvos and the community co-op. Um, our numbers have, they just ballooned out and then have stayed at that um, number. And a lot of uh, the patrons that come there are young, well, parents with young children, which is just, it's heartbreaking, you know, and you, you have a chat to some of them and the problem is that they've got to pay rent and, you know, utilities and things like that. And food is um, the last on the list. And, you know, some of these parents are just, you know, beside themselves with worry because they can't even give their children, you know, like some morning tea to take to school, um, just the basics that so many of us take for granted. What are you hearing on the ground from people across the Sutherland Shire? We've been told that this won't go away anytime soon, this cost of living crisis, which is leading to this hidden hunger crisis across Sydney. How much worse can this get? Well, uh, you know, I mean, we'll never know until it actually happens. Um, but we're just um, doing our best each week to feed as many people as we can. We have uh, some of our patrons that come to all four services each week and they find that that, um, you know, helps um, make the rest their money go further for all the other necessities in life and you know we not only give them a hot meal um we give them fresh fruit to take home um we have breakfast packs that we make up and hand out for them to take home um recently at our miranda service we uh a couple of volunteers got together and made up snack packs to give out to families uh, so they can give to their kids when they go to school so they can have a, you know, a healthy snack. And, um, you know, who knows? I mean, it, it's, it's, it's disheartening to see that when the numbers um, grew so much during the lockdown, you we we all put it down to the fact, well, some people can't work because 
they've you know lost their employment due to the lockdown but you would like to think that since then a lot of them managed to regain employment um but it doesn't seem that um well i mean they may have regained employment because the cost of living has gone up so much um they still can't make ends meet you wouldn't think we would have this in the Sutherland Shire. We're a pretty affluent area. Uh, I, I would assume that the majority of people who aren't aware of this have the not in my backyard sort of um, naivety towards uh, this this issue. You, you you said that you've seen uh, you know a steady increase since the end of the second lockdown. What sort of percentages are we, we talking about here in growth? Is, is it a small percentage or are you, is it that, is it very dramatic, the, the percentage of increase? Well, I, you know, I, I would say our Miranda service um, is, the, is the major one. But then again, the fact that we were able to um, launch uh, an extra service at Engadine um, only 12, you know, just over 12 months ago and we're getting people attending that um, just goes to show that like there may be many other people out there struggling that aren't even aware of, um, you know, the, the, the support we can give them. Um, but our Miranda service probably, uh, <clears throat> well, it almost doubled and um, in the number of people attending it. And um, I mean, we're very fortunate that with the, uh, the community co-op we, and salvos, we hand out also a, a hamper um, of uh, staple foods to the, to the patrons um, at that service before they also get a meal from us. So for them it's a very valuable service to attend and that's possibly why the numbers have remained so high um because you know we're really happy that we can help people with just you know basic um non-perishable pantry items plus uh we also get donated a lot of uh vegetables and things like that so um you know it's it's uh, our other services tended to remain possibly the same numbers. Um, they didn't really increase. Why it happened in Miranda and not at the others is hard to know. Um, but it could also be the draw card of being able to get, um, you know, the hamper of food as well at the same time. Mm. What's uh, you, you, you mentioned doubled. What, what's uh, the doubled in attendance? What sort of numbers is, is that? Well, originally that we were getting around 30 people there um, each week, which is um, uh, what we get at Sutherland, you know, 30 to 40. Um, and then it, it, it doubled to 60 and sometimes it's more than 60. Per week. So, yeah, and, you know, it's hectic. <laughs> I could, especially for a volunteer organisation that that relies solely on 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 donations. But it's not just food you provide. There's the mental health aspect to to what you do through, you know, a positive connection and engagement. Can you speak to that and and maybe some examples? 
Oh, absolutely. Like, um, you know, a lot of the people that come to our services are socially isolated. Uh, so for them, it's their group of friends. They come early, they sit around chatting. That's why we have a sit-down meal so that they can sit down and, um, and talk to each other. Uh, also, you know, we highly encourage our volunteers to chat to the to the patrons. You know, over the years, I've gotten to know a lot of them, you know, really personally and know their stories. And um, it, it is, it's, it's like, you know, it's like friends. We, we see each other, you know, when 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 we're at service and catch up with each other's. Store life story at the moment, and um, you know we have, yeah, you know, we have some absolutely lovely people that come to our services, and uh, for them the social aspect is extremely important. Have the have you approached local, state, or federal government? Is there any assistance that you you get from the governments? Uh, we can, we do apply for government grants uh, when when they're available and also Sutherland Shire Council recently um, gave us some, a grant, some grant money. Um, but, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, the grants have certain guidelines. We don't always you know, fit into those guidelines as far as what they would like the money spent on. So uh, that makes it difficult sometimes. You almost need a degree to write some of those grant applications too. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Oh. Could they do more? Could the governments do more? Let's 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 call them out. What what could the governments be doing to help you help the community in need? Um well, gee, I, I, I've never really sat down and, I mean, you know, we all have our own views on what governments could do to help people. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just, you know, with the interest rates going up, um, people are struggling to pay their mortgages if they have one. Um, and I know, you know, the rental... Um, you know, it's a bit of a crisis for people to find rental properties. And you know, I have been told by quite a few people that for um, anyone to apply to get housing um, through the government, you know, there's a lot of loopholes and a lot of work that they have to put in and it can be overwhelming. And um, I know we ha we also partner with Hopefield, um, who can uh, assist people apply for all these things, but um, I think it can put a lot of people off and it would be very, very daunting. So, um, yeah, and, you know, how do we create more housing, more affordable housing for people? Mm. It's, you know... <laughs> it's that wonderful wish. It's that magical question that we all wish we could answer. Now, something yes. that I have seen in the media of late being reported is uh, families, double income, children and a mortgage uh, starting to reach out for support like yours. Are you starting to see that across the Sutherland Shire? 
Uh, look, it, it's possible, Troy. Normally, we'll only have one parent come to a service and pick up some food. Um, so, unless you get the opportunity to have a chat to them, you mm. don't really know. Um, but look, I, there's no reason why that's not happening. Like, they're just everybody's struggling. Yeah. So it's it's quite feasible. If people are struggling and listening to this tonight, where are your services located and how can people reach out to you if they need help? Okay, well, there's many, many things. Um, so starting with our services, we have um, a service on Tuesday at Miranda at the Salvos building, which is in Kiora Road. Uh, that runs from roughly 5pm till, you know, 6ish. That's where they can also get a hamper of other food. Uh, Wednesday night is in Engadine um, outside the community centre on the old Princess Highway. And Thursday is Cronulla at the Revived Church in Gosport Street. Mm. And that's, oh, hang on, Ingerdine starts at 6.30pm and Cronulla starts at 5.30pm. Um, but all these, all this information is on our, the website, One Meal It Makes a Difference. Um, and also we have Sutherland on a Sunday at 4pm, um, just opposite Boyle's Hotel um, in Sutherland in the little car park next to the railway line. And more importantly, how can people support what you do, either by volunteering, donating or becoming a partner to help provide food or cooking meals or, or even just delivering services to help people in need within our community here in the Shire? Yes, look, um, we very much <clears throat> appreciate donations like... People don't seem to understand we own a van and, well, we own two vans in the Sutherland Shire and that's it. That's all we own apart from what's in them, which are tables and chairs and everything. But we, um, you know, cost us money not only to um, insure the vans and register the vans, we then um, have to put fuel in them. We have to buy consumables like tea, coffee, sugar. Um, we unfortunately use disposable plates and cutlery. We haven't really worked out a good system to stop that. Um, and just things like that. So donations are extremely welcome. Also, um, yeah, companies can become a sponsor. We, we love people sponsoring us. And um, all they have to do is uh, contact us either. They can message our Facebook page, which is One Mail Sutherland Shire, or they can email us at sutherlandshire at onemeal.org.au. Ruth, you are an inspiration yes. Thank you so much for what you do for our community here in the Shire. I, I wish you all the best. And please consider this as an open invitation to come on the show at any time if you have a message that you need to get out to the community. Thank you so much for your time today, Ruth. Thank you, Troy. And it's all over just like that. 
That's it for Troy Murphy Show, done and dusted for this, your Thursday night on 2SSR FM 99.7. Don't forget, if you missed any part of the show, you can listen back on demand by heading to www.sr.com.au, finding the live program guide, clicking on the Troy Murphy Show, and you can listen back to your heart's content. Until next week, my friends, bye for now. 2SR FM 99.7